0: All it takes is one person to say one thing for you at one part of the day, and the rest of your day is ruined because your nervous system is still in that contractive, sympathetic, fight-or-flight state. Your nervous system resiliency is going to parallel how healthy you are. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of Heal Thyself. Thank you for joining the show. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for all of the receptivity, the open heart, the thirst for knowledge, the sharing of the knowledge, the empowering of your loved ones, like always, this is what it's all about. Uh, I have a show for you today. I have a I have a very important one for you. Because we're we're trending in this biometric place. And what does that mean? We're trending in this place where we sort of like kind of want to know, like, did we sleep well? What's the number on that? How many steps did I take? How is my overall day? What is my body saying, my nervous system? We're trending towards that. And I wanted to bring up a really important part of that. The aspect that our nervous system state can sort of be indirectly measured by a lot of these wearables. And this is a very important parameter. Aside, let's, let's push biohacking aside. It's a very important parameter for diseases across the board. But it's also a very important parameter so you feel good in your body. So you feel safe in your body. So you feel like you can express yourself in your body. And what better way than to understand that your nervous system state can be shown to you day to day. So I really wanna go into this very specific nerve, the very specific parameter that we need to be looking for. And I'm going to tell you four, four interventions that you can do every single day that will take you less than 20 minutes. Four interventions that you can do every single day, less than 20 minutes, that can completely shift the state of your nervous system to a more healthy, rest and digest, regenerating, balanced self. Very important. I can't wait to get to the show. Let's get into it. So wearables like Apple Watch, Whoop, Oura Ring, and others, everyone's got them, but no one is talking about how it may just predict your susceptibility to heart disease, gut issues, anxiety, depression chronic inflammation, waking, blood sugar dysfunction, asthma, and sleep issues. I was introduced to needed supplements from a colleague of mine who works as a holistic OBGYN. And I was really intrigued. And I'm going to tell you why. Because when it comes to women's health, especially around pregnancy and postpartum, it's really important to have quality supplementation. Very important, actually. When it comes to Needed, they provide amazing products that are advocating for better maternal and infant health outcomes. And what I love so much about this company is that they're doing groundbreaking women's health research, along with their clinical research arm of Needed Labs. So here we have a company that's not only interested in making supplements, but advancing the research behind bettering women's health. And that's fantastic for me. Now I mentioned pregnancy and postpartum. Those are some of the most nutritionally demanding times in a woman's life. And a mom and her baby's health is influenced by nutrient status, both during the pregnancy and for years to come. There are many women's health and prenatal supplements out there, and it can be hard to find truly the best option. Needed supplements are recommended and used by more than 4,000 women's health experts and nutritionists from midwives to functional medicine doctors to OBGYNs, across the United States. Why? This is because Needed offers products that are formulated by experts in women's health and backed by clinical insights from their collective 4,000 practitioners, the practitioner-level supplement. High quality, high therapeutic dosage. And I mentioned therapeutic doses. A lot of supplements out there don't even have supplements at a level that is going to be efficacious for your body. They're at the bare minimum. Not needed. They're dose optimally of what you see in the research. They also go above and beyond. Why? Party testing. You know, I love that. They run testing on every single batch to ensure it is the safest product out there. Needed offers radically better nutrition for women from conception to pregnancy to new motherhood and beyond. So, if you're a mama, if you're a soon to be mama, head over to thisisneeded.com and use the code DRG for 20% off of your first month of Needed products. That is, thisisneeded, one word, com, and use the code DRG for 20% off of your first month of Needed we need to talk about a very specific parameter and it's called heart rate variability. And it's your personalized number to the state of your nervous system. But before we even go into heart rate variability, we have to talk about, well, what it's measuring. Well, there's a direct relationship between heart rate variability, which I'm gonna talk about more. Don't worry if you never heard about it. But you may have heard about the vagus nerve. And if you didn't, you need to understand it because in order for us to understand trauma, in order for us to understand gut health, in order for us to understand brain health, skin health, heart health, respiratory health, we have to, have to understand the role of our vagus nerve, particularly something called vagal tone. Now, last year I did a show on the vagus nerve, talked about some interventions that you can do to strengthen it, but this is a more updated show. Now, the vagus nerve is the 10th cranial nerve. That means it's coming from your brain, right? And it's a key part to something called the autonomic nervous system. That is your nervous system that you're not controlling right? My heartbeat is part of the autonomic nervous system. It is the rest and digest and it's the fight and flight parts of you. And it plays a crucial role in regulating numerous bodily functions. It is the longest cranial nerve in the body. It comes out of the brainstem, originates in the brainstem, and goes all the way down and branches throughout the neck, your torso, your abdomen. Vagus means wandering. So it's really extensive. It's a giant nerve that just moves through your whole body. And its major component is that rest and digest part of your nervous system that I just mentioned. Parasympathetic. It's often referred to as the whole rest and digest nerve because it counterbalances that sympathetic system, that fight and flight. Remember what I just said, it it counterbalances it. This is important to understand. Your nervous system flexibility depends on your parasympathetic nervous system's adaptability. Can your vagus nerve adapt to go into parasympathetic after you ran away from a lion? If you run away from a lion and you are safe, finally, how fast does your nervous system go back to digesting your food, to feel safe, to feel relaxed? It's such an important thing to understand because a lot of you out there listening don't even know that when you're stressed, you don't have the resources or the vagal tone to bring you back down to parasympathetic, that you stay in stress all day. So all it takes is one person to say one thing for you at one part of the day, and the rest of your day is ruined because your nervous system is still in that contractive, sympathetic fight-or-flight state. This is so important to understand. Your nervous system resiliency is going to parallel how healthy you are. The vagus nerve is involved in many functions, including your heart rate regulation. It lowers your heart rate and controls your blood pressure, digestion. It stimulates the muscles of the stomach and the intestines, helping food digest, regulating gastrointestinal activity overall, respiratory function, right? The, the rate and the depth of your lung, of your breath, right? Your immune system, how it modulates inflammation, very important, very important when it comes to the vagus nerve. It has, a, it has a direct relationship to how strong your immune system is. And the vagus nerve also impacts your overall mood and stress levels. It's involved in the release of various neurotransmitters and hormones in your body. So now you're getting the idea. This nerve is really important. It's really important on your overall health. And if the tone of this nerve is really weak, it's going to affect your overall health. Now, what do I mean by vagal tone? Vagal tone refers to basically the activity of your vagus nerve. High vagal tone is associated with better physical and emotional well being, while low vagal tone is associated with poorer health. And I mentioned HRV. The vagal tone is often indirectly associated through HRV the higher the HRV indicates a more responsive and healthier vagus nerve function. So when I work with my corporate clients, most of them are coming to me saying, hey, doc, can you help me? Because my HRV is really low, like really, really low. Like, I don't know why I'm super sick low. And what we do is over a span of three to six months, we elevate that vagal tone. But it's for everyone. And I'm going to tell you some of the really important interventions that I give my clients for you to start empowering yourself to get a healthier vagal tone. But did you know that the vagus nerve is also a key component in the gut-brain access? A lot of people are talking about the gut-brain access. Not enough people are talking about the vagus nerve. It is basically the communication pathway between your gastrointestinal tract, the microbiome of your gut, and your brain. It's bidirectional, also your brain to your gut. So this is how the vagus nerve is implicated in so many mental health issues like anxiety and depression. And the interaction between the vagus nerve and the gut microbiome that I just mentioned is super fascinating. It's complex, and I mentioned bidirectional, But it works through something called the enteric nervous system. That is the nervous system of your gut. Did you know that your nervous system of your gut basically has the neurons of a dog? It's, 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 it can work independent of the vagus nerve, but the vagus nerve is a very important component in the function of your gastrointestinal system. They interact through microbial signaling to the brain. So basically the gut microbiome talks through the nerves. It talks to the nerves via different short-chain fatty acids, that is the breakdown products of different foods, neurotransmitters that are produced, and different molecules that are going to the nervous system. And then it's feeding back to the brain. It's a system. It's a tract. I want you to think about the gut bacteria being one part of town, the roadway, the interstate is the vagus nerve, and the brain being the other part of town. And, the, and they need to communicate, and they need to use that roadway. So the vagus nerve is really, really important in your overall gut health. So if you're suffering with gut issues, it could be that your vagus nerve is dysfunctional or has a very poor tone. The vagus nerve influences gut barrier function, right? How leaky, quote unquote, is your gut or intestinal permeability. The motility of your gut, basically how you're moving food through the gut. Is it active or is it just staying there and you're constipated? The secretion of digestive enzymes and stomach acid to break down your food. A lot of you have issues like SIBO, that is the overgrowth of bacteria in the small intestine, because you don't have enough stomach acid, or you're not breaking down your food properly with digestive enzymes. This can also be a byproduct of a very poor functioning vagus nerve. And the vagus nerve plays a super important role in controlling inflammation in the body, especially in the gut. Some bacteria can activate the vagus nerve to modulate these immune responses to inflammation. So it's crucial because they're always talking to each other going, hey, look, there's a forest fire. We need the immune system. And they're revving up and talking through the vagus nerve to activate the immune system, through the microbiome to activate the immune system. And it's just a fantastic cycle of, when in balance, inflammation when we need it, reducing inflammation when it's going a little too crazy. Stress can also impact the gut microbiome, which conversely, when the gut is stressed, it can influence how the body responds to stress. And the vagus nerve is integral in this reaction, because it too is also involved in how the body responds to stress. I just mentioned bringing you back down from those sympathetic stressful states, running away from a line, your resiliency of your nervous system, your flexibility of your nervous system. There are studies out there that show that alterations in the bacteria in your gut can be linked to various psychological and neurological disorders like anxiety, depression, and even autism spectrum disorders. And it is thought that the vagus nerve is a key mediator to these gut-brain interactions. So I mentioned low vagal tone. That means your vagus nerve isn't acting or firing off at a high level. It is sort of just flaccid and weak. It indicates an overall reduction in the nerve activity. And what happens is when this nerve activity is really low, it can cause various health issues. So some conditions that are linked to low vagal tone are cardiovascular disease, the number one killer. Low vagal tone is associated with an increased risk of heart disease right? That's heart failure. That's arrhythmias. It can lead to less variability in the heart, and that's a risk factor for more cardiovascular issues. Digestive disorders. Since the vagus nerve, we know, is vital for proper gastrointestinal function, low vagal tone can contribute to diagnoses that you may be familiar with or have. IBS, we know constipation is a big one for a lot of you out there. Gastroparesis, meaning your stomach isn't just emptying at a proper level at a proper normal rate mental health issues we know that there's a significant link right low vagal tone different mental health conditions like anxiety depression or just your sensitivity to stress your overall how many of you out there think about this how many of you out there just get stressed and stay stressed how many of you can't bounce back easily now don't worry i'm gonna tell i'm gonna tell you how to strengthen that vagus nerve just sit tight I know I know you're Okay, well, how do I get better vagal tone? And we mentioned about chronic inflammation. The vagus nerve plays a role in really regulating how the immune system and inflammation work, right? We mentioned the gut bacteria, but just the vagus nerve in itself is really important. So when you have low vagal tone, it can lead to chronic inflammation and those can lead to chronic health conditions like autoimmune disease. The better question is like, why do we have low vagal tone, right? We also wanna make sure that we fully understand what low vagal tone can do to the body, what it's implicated with. It's also implicated with obesity, diabetes, other metabolic issues that you may have, like glucose metabolism or insulin sensitivity. Are you tired all the time? It could be because you have low vagal tone. It's associated with energy levels and just your overall vitality. You know, people who are just like sort of like dragging and, you know, really not vital, their skin doesn't have any color, their eyes don't have any spark. It could be because of low vagal tone. So how's your life been lately? I feel like mine's been a never-ending hustle. There's a constant struggle of responsibilities. We know this, right? Especially at the end of the year, last year, and into the new year. It seems like it's impossible to live without being overwhelmed nowadays, right? We have to make time for ourselves. And this is why I talk about how stress can affect your overall well-being, sleep, productivity, and your immune system. But you know, stress slowly infiltrates your body. And it begins to rob one of the most important minerals in your body. It's magnesium. It's a vital mineral that your body depends on. And it's sort of like a vicious stress cycle. The more stress you have, the more depleted you are in magnesium. The less magnesium you have, the more stressed you are. So how do you break this cycle? Well, listen, there's a game-changing magnesium out there. And really for the past two years, it has been one of my go-tos. I only take maybe five or six supplements a day, sometimes if I need more, but Magnesium Breakthrough by BiOptimizers is the best of the best, why? Because it contains all seven forms of magnesium, which may support stress management by promoting muscle relaxation, regulating your nervous system, controlling stress hormones, enhancing brain function, boosting energy, and improving your overall sleep. Now for me, the way I take it is two capsules before bed and it works. I know it works because my body is more rested in the morning. I know it works because my bowel movements are better. I respond very well to magnesium and you will too. 70% of us don't even have enough magnesium in the body. That's why when you replete your body of magnesium, your body starts celebrating. So give it a shot. Break free from that vicious cycle. You got nothing to lose. Buy is so confident in their product that they're going to offer you a risk-free 365-day money-back guarantee. If you don't see any results, simply claim a refund. No questions asked. It's a win-win. Visit bioptimizers.com slash DRG. Enter the code DRG10 for 10% off of any order. This is a special this is a special offer only available at BioOptimizers.com. That's dot com slash D-R-G. Do not miss the opportunity to get your body feeling better. And lastly, sleep issues. If you have insomnia or just poor sleep, waking up through the night, not falling asleep easily, that could be due to low vagal tone. Now we know about low vagal tone, right? I, I, I beat it to the ground on this. We know that. It's important to know that though. It's important to know that there's a direct cause. Vagal tone, I'm trying to really paint for you how important, proper, healthy vagal tone is. So now we come to heart rate variability, right? Naturally, we unfold to this because you can actually measure how strong your vagus nerve is. The vagus nerve is directly implicated with heart rate variability. It's a primary component of the parasympathetic nervous system. It's the measure for it. It's basically how your heart is regulating. The vagus nerve exerts Parasympathetic, rest and digest, relaxation, control over the heart. Primarily through the release of certain neurotransmitters, right? Chemicals in the body that talk to the heart, from the nerve to the heart. When the vagus nerve is stimulated, that neurotransmitter called acetylcholine basically slows down the heart, right? So if you have a really strong vagus nerve, let's say you just did a sprint in gym class and now you're walking and your heart's really beating, 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 and you're sweating, and you're like, "Well, that was a really intense sprint, but I won, and your heart's beating, heart's beating, how fast can that heart go back to normal? Because if the heart stays beating the rest of the day, that's a problem, right? So how fast can your heart go back to normal? This is primarily, primarily overseen by the vagus nerve and the way that it's releasing this chemical acetylcholine. HRV is the measure of the variation of the time between each heartbeat right? So I want you to understand this. You hear the word HRV, but I want you to understand what it means. It is controlled by the nervous system, right? That is a sympathetic fight or flight or the rest and digest. The vagus nerve is the part of the parasympathetic that helps control or lower your heart rate. The more your heart rate can normalize, lower, right? Get back to that, the better your HRV is going to be. The higher the vagal tone, right? It's more active. It's more responsive. That means you're regulating your heart rate better. When you have a higher HRV, it's considered a marker of good cardiovascular health and your resiliency to stress. During stress, the sympathetic nervous system is dominating. And what happens is your HRV goes lower. It starts decreasing. If you ever wore a wearable and you went out drinking or you didn't sleep or you had a really stressful day, most likely your HRV is going to be worse than it was that day before. Um, if you don't work out, if you're really inflamed, if you're sick, all these things, and I'll go into what affects it, are gonna affect that overall HRV because it's going to affect your heart rate. You're gonna be in fight or flight more than you are in rest and digest. High, Remember this, high HRV indicates robust vagal activity that is linked to better health outcomes, right? Now you're gonna lower your risk of cardiovascular disease, your better stress management. We know stress in itself is one of the number one killers out there. Overall, better well-being. Lower HRV, higher stress, poor cardiovascular health, and other health issues. So naturally, you're questioning now, what is going to affect my HRV? I just mentioned a few things, but what really are the things that I know are going to predispose me to so many health issues? Stress and anxiety. Number one, when you're stressed out, your body is in fight or flight. It's activating to that sympathetic nervous system activity. It's decreasing your rest and digest, parasympathetic. It is imbalanced. It's going to reduce your HRV. The higher HRV is associated with more resilient. We talked about flexibility, but the more chronic stress is more chronically going to be an anchor to your heart rate variability, that number that you want to make sure is going up every day or every week or every month or every year. Every year, your average HRV should be better than it was the year before. What else? Poor quality sleep. I can attest to this one. If I sleep poorly, my HRV is way worse than it was on a good sleep day. It's crucial. Why? Why? Because when you sleep, your autonomic nervous system is balancing itself. During the deep sleep phases, the body's beginning to repair itself and that parasympathetic nervous system is more active, right? And that's increasing your HRV. But when your sleep is disrupted, when you have insomnia, sleep apnea, mouth breathers out there, right? It's preventing that restorative process and you're lowering your HRV and you're going to see that reflected the next day. Overtraining, right? We talk about exercise being such a good thing for HRV and it is, but if you overtrain, HRV is an easy way to see if you are overtraining. This occurs because you're activating again that sympathetic response over and over and over. Illness, when you're sick, this I can attest to too. Anytime I'm feeling sick, my immune system is activated. There's a lot of inflammation in my body. The heart rate variability will always be lower. Um, but you can see the funny thing is, is you could, or the great thing is, you could see it bounce back. Uh, as soon as you start feeling better, it's really, it really parallels how you're feeling, but even minor illnesses can have an effect. Like just a quick cold will lower your HRV and that's okay. We're talking about something average. What is your average to week, average to month, average to year? One of the biggest killers to your heart rate variability, right? Or your vagus nerve tone is alcohol consumption. It is one of the most, I mean, you, I've done shows on alcohol. It's one of the most disruptive things to your nervous system health. We know it disrupts your brain, but it has a depressive effect on the autonomic nervous system. And it disrupts the balance between sympathetic and parasympathetic, right? You want to be able to run away from a lion, but you want to be able to recover. And drinking alcohol can disrupt the balance between sympathetic and parasympathetic, right? You want to make sure you can run away from a lion. You can activate and run away, but you also want to make sure you bounce back and you don't stay in that runaway state. But that leads to a decreased HRV. When it's imbalanced and you stay in that stressful state, That's what happens when you drink alcohol it activates that sympathetic part of your nervous system and the effects can vary depending on the amount and frequency of consumption but you can see just one night of drinking a few drinks will affect not only your hrv because of the alcohol consumption but because it'll lead to poor sleep unhealthy diet of course diets high in processed foods trans fats, sugars can lead to inflammation which leads to oxidative stress in the system which affects your nervous system which affects your immune system's ability to reduce inflammation. But when you're eating a diet rich in antioxidants, healthy fats, fiber, it can help maintain a better HRV. What else? Dehydration. Of course, right? When you're in a dehydrated state, your body is in a stressed state. Your sympathetic nervous system is going up. Water is essential. We know it's essential for numerous bodily functions. But dehydration can strain the cardiovascular system. And this leads to increased heart rate and decreased HRV. Body works harder to maintain blood flow and blood pressure because you're not getting enough water in your system. Got to make sure you're hydrated. And remember, not just with water. You want to make sure you're adding some salt. You want to make sure you're adding salt every morning, every time you're drinking. I did a show on this. Andrew Huberman did a fantastic show on this too. Uh, Basically adding a quarter teaspoon for every 32 ounces or so, but it depends on how much you're sweating or working out. The environment can also affect your HRV. Super intense heat or super intense cold, Uh, different altitudes, we know that it can affect uh, your respiration and uh, air pollution as well. Lack of physical activity, staying, not doing anything, not moving or, or challenging your heart rate can decrease your HRV or your vagal tone, leading to many issues down the line. I actually think it's one of the main veins of how we see so many chronic diseases is because of poor vagal tone. And aging, of course, your cardiovascular system and your nervous system will age with you, but we want to make sure we're biologically rich and viable. Uh, But yes, aging will also disrupt your HRV because you're not as resilient. So how do you improve your heart rate variability? What are some of the most important things you could do for the health of your vagus nerve, which is going to lead to better health outcomes? You are not predisposing yourself to all those chronic diseases that are associated with poor vagal tone. You can measure this by your HRV. Exercise, your exercise, your movement, your walking, aerobic, anaerobic, weightlifting, all the stuff, right? All the things that encompass exercise, just moving your body and doing something is going to increase your HRV. For me, this is one of the biggest ones. I know that if I'm sedentary and I don't go just on walks between meals or walks after meals or walks between calls or on calls, it it, it affects my HRV so clearly, right? So this is such, and I can't stress this enough, this is so important for you. Go and walk as much as you can. Just walk. For every hour you're laying down, walk 5, 10, 15 minutes. For every moment that you get to use the stairs, every moment that you get to go for a walk around the block, if you want to talk to your brother or sister, don't do it on the couch. Go for a walk. Bundle up if it's cold by you. This is going to make a major, major, major difference in your heart rate variability and your vagus nerve. Stress management, of course, chronic stress suppresses the parasympathetic nervous system. You want to make sure you have mindfulness practices, mindfulness meditation, emotional healing. There's no data on the effect of a somatic release, emotional release. But anecdotally, I've seen this actually be one of, if not the best thing that I, across the board for HRV. Uh, Massive, massive jumps in HRV when emotional release is seen, but don't worry. We are in the process of measuring it. We will be measuring people's HRVs over the next 12, 24 weeks. Um, a A little small study we're doing. But yeah, to go back to it, you have to have stress management techniques. You gotta make sure that in the beginning of your day, middle of the day or end of the day, you have something to bring down your daily stress because that's gonna improve your vagal tone. Everybody wants to live a long, happy, healthy life right? That's a goal. We want to feel good in our bodies. Now, feeling good is a little different than just living long and not feeling good. Longevity isn't the be-all end-all. What's more important to consider is the number of years you're healthy without chronic or debilitating disease. This is called your health span. And right now, the average gap between lifespan and health span is 10 years. Think about it. People are now living their last decade of life burdened by disease and poor quality of life. There's something easy you can do to increase your health span, You can take supplements, but high-quality ones, science-backed ones, rigorously tested supplements, the ones that I'm always advocating for. And this is how I found Momentous Creatine and Collagen, two supplements that work synergistically. That means they're working together. And the sum of their parts is bigger than the individual. So they both repair and power your overall body. Collagen and creatine are some of the most studied supplements out there. It's difficult to find a trustworthy product among all the BS in the supplement industry that you get. Now, if you think of your body as the most advanced machine in history with endless potential, collagen and creatine are how you keep your body well oiled and running smoothly. And that's what's increasing your health span. That's what it's all about. It's about being able to be the best version of yourself for as long as you can. So for me, very easily, every single morning, right next to my matcha, right next to all of my fixings for my smoothies, I have my collagen and I have my creatine. I take a scoop, sometimes two of each, put it in there, mix it up with all my stuff, and there. I don't have to worry about anything else the rest of the day. I know that I'm getting enough support for my brain, my muscles, my skin, and my gut. Really important parts of feeling good. But the thing about Momentus that is superior to other brands in the market is Momentus Collagen is clinically researched formula that delivers 15 grams of collagen in support of type one, two, and three collagen in the body. You have different types. Not all collagens are created equal. You don't get all different types from different companies. Meanwhile, the Momentus creatine uses monohydrate. This is the gold standard in creatine supplementation. No fillers, no additives, what you see on the label is exactly what you get. And trust is really everything when it comes to supplementation. And you know I'm a stickler for this. Momentus is one of the best out there. They have rigorous third-party testing, independent certifications. They ensure that what's on the label is in the product and absolutely nothing else. They call it the Momentus standard, which is really the industry's leading standard of quality. So if you're like me and you want to take supplements that are made and used by the best in the world, go to livemomentus.com and use the code DRG for 15% off and all their best-in-class products. That dot com with the code DRG for 15% off. You got to get quality sleep, number one. When you're sleeping, your body goes into repair, regeneration. And this is one of the most important parts for heart rate variability. My HRV is always better when I sleep better. When I have a good sleep score and my body's moving and I'm not stressed, HRV is the best across the board. Make sure you have good sleep hygiene. Get a dark, quiet environment. Avoid screens, make sure your room is cold. These are the very things that are going to affect your sleep quality, easy to do. What about your diet? More antioxidants, more vitamins, more minerals are gonna reduce that systemic inflammation, lesser stress on your vagus nerve. Omega-3 fatty acids, right? We've seen these in fish, cold water fish. We, that has been shown in studies and research to help your heart rate variability. Avoiding processed foods, Uh, excessive sugar. We know that. So hydration, I spoke about this before. You got to get good hydration. Make sure you're getting uh, water with electrolytes in it. You can use salt and you have enough blood volume that it's not stressing your heart and disrupting that overall balance of sympathetic to parasympathetic. Of course, as you may know, limiting alcohol, but also caffeine. Why? Because caffeine is going to actually push your body into sympathetic. That fight or flight. That's why people are addicted to caffeine because we're so exhausted and we rely on something to push us into this state of not feeling exhausted and getting stuff done without ever understanding that, yeah, we need to balance that. Right? We don't need something exogenous to really push us to do things because over time our HRV is going to be affected. What about cold exposure? Yeah. Actually, cold exposure can activate the parasympathetic nervous system. Essentially, what it's, hap- what's, what it's doing is helping your Resiliency you're going to be stressed but it helps you bounce into parasympathetic quicker. So yes, you can um, just make sure it's okay okay and clear with your doctor if you're a woman out there and you're menstruating, you may want to talk to your doctor if it's a, a good idea to even do cold water immersion um, look around your cycle uh, if you if you have issues with circulation maybe cold exposure isn't for you but with that said it's one of the best ways to increase your HRV as is breath work diaphragmatic breathing is going to help bring you down into parasympathetic much quicker. Community, social engagement, connecting to people, one of the best things to influence your HRV, and making sure you're spending time in nature. We know that very quickly, I think it was, what was the study? I think the study showed within three minutes, three minutes, but I might be wrong, it could be five, but it's near three minutes of just seeing landscapes in nature, already starts putting you back into parasympathetic. It's as if we were hardwired to be in nature. Isn't that ironic? So being in nature, being around plants, even setting your home up with plants will affect your parasympathetic nervous system in a positive way. So make sure you're getting greenery. Make sure you're getting colors of the spectrum of light. Make sure you're connecting to nature because it's going to make a major, 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 major difference in your ability to have a resilient, resilient nervous system. And for this last part, I want to give you my four best, and I I love giving these recommendations. I didn't mention these purposely in in, in this, this last part, but my four best interventions for better heart rate variability. These are the things that I love recommending to people because I know it makes a big difference. Number one, but not in any particular order, is actually gentle touch like hugs or massages, holding hands, even self-touching is really important to tell your body that you are safe. And when your body gets a signal that I'm safe, it goes into rest and digest, it gets into relaxation mode. And this activation is going to elevate your HRV, very important. That physical touch is going to reduce your stress and anxiety, enhance better emotional connection, connect you better to family, connect you better to community, It's just such an easy, accessible, and quick way to rebalance your nervous system. What else? Singing. Singing can actually have a positive effect on your heart rate variability. And this is one of my favorite ones because I'm such a a champion of true expression. I want people to express themselves. So when it comes to singing, you're breathing and you're stimulating your vagus nerve. You're you're utilizing controlled breathing when you're singing from your belly. You have to make sure you're singing from your belly because that diaphragmatic stimulation is going to activate the vagus nerve. And as you sing with your belly from your belly, you're stimulating the vagus nerve and that's putting you into a I am safe rest and digest place. I'm saying these things because they're really important. I'm saying these things because most of you out here are living with an imbalanced nervous system. And most of you out here are not understanding why it's leading to diseases or you're suffering with a disease without ever going back to a root. And this is one of the major roots. You guys gotta really understand this because a balanced, resilient nervous system will change your life. Singing is gonna reduce your stress. We know that. It can actually cause an emotional response. You can actually have an emotional release while singing, and that's powerful. Better social connection, you don't have to do it alone. Do it with your loved ones, do it with your family, do it with your friends. You know that that cohesion, that feeling of inclusion and community is going to give you that social interaction input in your nervous system that you're safe. You're pretty present. Most of you, when you're singing, are not gonna be thinking about bills or things that you need to do off your checklist. And it's just gonna relax your overall physical body. What else can help balance your nervous system? Dancing. Did you even know that dancing is going to help stimulate your nervous system in a positive way. Why? Because the exercise, the movement, is increasing parasympathetic activity or resiliency or that bounce back from sympathetic stimulus. It's going to reduce your stress. It can, just like singing, cause an emotional response. It can, just like singing, be done socially with family, friends. So now you're having connection. Now you're getting the signal into your nervous system that I'm safe in community, I'm safe around people. You also can have rhythmic breathing, Right? Especially if you're dancing and relaxing your body and your belly is relaxed, you're going to be activating that diaphragmatic breathing, the same that is being activated through singing. And very important, you're in a present moment meditative state. Remember I said about mindfulness practices in the context of better HRV. The more that you're mindfully dancing, the more you're in that meditative present moment state, the more you're getting back into that parasympathetic. And last one, which a lot of people aren't talking about. A lot of people aren't talking about this is resonant breathing. This is coherent breathing. This is deep, slow, intentional breath that has been shown to improve your heart rate variability. So how do you do resonant breathing? Well, you'll see different ways to do it on the internet. Typically, it's breathing in through the nose for five seconds, five and a half seconds, and breathing out through puckered lips for five and a half seconds. But the experience of myself and other colleagues have been actually around four seconds breathing in through the nose. And breathing out through puckered lips for seven seconds has been shown to even be more powerful for heart rate variability, although could be wrong. You could do 5.5 seconds and it might be amazing for you. Depends on you. But really it's between four to 5.5 seconds inhaling through the nose and between 5.5 to seven seconds exhaling through the mouth. So try it out, see which one works for you. But resonant breathing is really, really powerful because it's stimulating your vagus nerve. We know that and we know the importance of that. It's telling your body you're safe. It's telling your body you can digest your food. It's telling your body to start repairing. It's telling your cells that they're good and they can start repairing. They don't have to worry about systemic inflammation or immune over response. It's balancing your fight or flight and your rest and digest. It's causing and creating cardiac coherence. This is important to understand. Resonant breathing can lead to a state known as cardiac coherence, which is basically your heart rate, your blood pressure, and your breath becomes synchronized. This is an important state of physiological efficiency. And that's going to elevate your heart rate variability, right? You're breathing in sync to your heartbeat. You're breathing in sync with your blood pressure. It's like your body is completely in coherence, in a coherent state, not incoherent. Very important. Very important. It'll improve stress response. It'll improve your ability to emotionally regulate in a healthy way, enhance your focus, overall mindfulness, better blood pressure regulation. I mean, coherent breathing is really something. You can do that for 20 minutes a day and notice how much of a change it makes for you. You can also just do it when you're stressed. You can also do it if you feel a panic attack coming on. You can also do it when someone has triggered you in a negative way or in a way that you don't feel safe to express. This breathing will help you get back into parasympathetic. All right, look, that was a lot, but I want you to understand these overall pieces, these overall take-homes. The vagus nerve is a very important nerve in the body in the context of your overall ability to come back to a restful state. A restful state is important for your overall health because in a restful state is where your body repairs and regenerates. It's where your body can absorb and utilize all the nutrients. It's the state that you should be in most of your day. It's the state that is conducive to health. The opposite of that sympathetic activation state should be only when your life is in danger. But instead, because of so much repression that we have, people trigger us much more easily and it's activating the sympathetic state for the rest of the day. And it's taking up that huge percent of the pie that should be in parasympathetic. So I want you to understand that. We have two different nervous system states. They're ancient. They are essential for survival. But oftentimes, the one that we don't need, the one that is too activating, the one that is conducive to not healing is the one that we're dominated in. So how do we come back? It's about coming back to a healthier vagal tone. What is the measure for vagal tone? Heart rate variability. So does that mean you have to spend all this money to get a new watch or a whoop bracelet or an Apple watch or an Oura ring, not necessarily there's apps out there that can actually measure your heart rate variability. So I would actually start looking into those. Um, But essentially it's, it's a marker that you want to track. It's a marker that you want to know that you're getting better in every month, every quarter, every year, because it is going to mirror your, predisposition long-term to diseases. It's going to, mi- it's going to mirror how resilient you are as a person. It's going to mirror how just balanced and, and in a state of rest and groundedness you are as a person. So check it out. I really hope that episode helped you because when it comes down to it, our nervous system is really one of the main drivers for overall health. I mean, emotional repression is coming through the nervous system. Right? triggering identities in your nervous system, your subconscious is all in your nervous system. So you heard me talk about birch mattress before, and you should know that birch mattresses are crafted with organic and natural materials that have been sustainably sourced. It's so important for your health to have a toxic free mattress. Now birch mattresses are free from all the nasties that you're breathing in for the life of the If you think about how many of you have slept on one of those tempur mattresses that are so comfortable, but when you take it out of the box, it really smells. It's a lot of those off gassing chemicals coming from the polyurethane. Now, Birch makes mattresses that are crafted with organic and natural materials that have been sustainably sourced. I've had mine for about three years now. It is my favorite mattress. I recommend it to everyone. My dad has one, my brother has one, my friends have one. I've recommended it to everyone. With your Birch mattress, you get a hundred-night sleep trial along with a twenty-five warranty. The best part about all of this is that Birch delivers a mattress right to your door, free within the United States. They also offer in-home setup and removal to make your buying experience as possible. I love my Birch mattress; I think you will too. And even though it's past New Year's, their New Year's sale is ending soon, so it's a perfect time to upgrade your sleep. And they're giving you twenty percent off of the Birch mattress plus two free EcoRest pillows. Go to Birch Living dot com slash heal thyself and find out more about this limited time offer. Listen, if you got to go back, take notes, but this is a really, really important episode. Share it with your loved ones. And I really hope that helped. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, rate, review, subscribe, support heal thyself by adding more visibility if you have not yet. But as always, I appreciate you all so much. And thank you and see you next week.